0: Chelsea and you're listening to Beyond the Picket Fence. Not just any episodes of Beyond the Picket Fence, but this is a special segment called 25 Days of Updates. 25 days of 25 days of 25 days of 25 days of of updates. (laughs) Happy holidays. If you've been around all season, you've been hearing interviews with amazing, incredible, stupendous, okay, that's a little much, but We've been talking to really amazing people, and I've had a few people request updates. So here is 25 days of updates from everyone that we have interviewed this season. If you've missed any, Hakuna Matata. You'll find the link to the original episode in each update's show notes. You're welcome. I am here with the convicted woman, Portia Lauder herself, live and not in person. (laughs) Close. Actually you're probably one of the main reasons I'm doing this update thing because people have been asking me updates on how you're doing, which is super cool. So how have you been?
1: Oh my goodness. Life is beautiful and busy and I miss the sun. I love the sun. I need to come stay in Arizona and enjoy a little more sun in my life. Um, I get to do the most amazing things. I get to go in and speak to people in prisons. That's been beautiful since we last talked. I am still working with people in the addiction recovery space, especially women. Love that work, love that work. Um, Yeah, I work with Renew Wellness and it's like my place, you know? (laughs) I am a mentor working with like young adults in mental health space. I still get to go into the MTC and speak to people that are getting ready to go out on missions. I enjoy my grandkids. One of the things that's been so beautiful in the last several months is that I get to hang out with David, which is my son that I gave up for adoption that has really come back into my life. And that's been so beautiful. He's a videographer. And so like me having a photography background, we just connect when it comes to light and film. The other thing that's so cool is that he started working with troubled youth, like at a facility that I've been speaking at. And that's so cool. Cause a lot of those kids have gone through adoption experiences in different ways and they're struggling with their identity. And so to watch him come on the other side, he went and spoke with me the other day. We spoke together. Yeah. That was so special. And I still like to hold my husband's hand. That's, you know, <laughs> love Chad and yeah, you know it's interesting because I spoke to a woman today. I was looking at, and I, and it still may happen. I don't know, um, at becoming a chaplain, and she's someone I admire and respect. And was getting ready to start school to do that. And I'm so busy, and every night I have something. And she called and she goes, Portia, I'm just going to be honest with you. She's like, you have so much going, and and she goes, maybe not now. She said because I feel like your life is so full, and you know. I feel like my life is so full. Like I have so many beautiful opportunities. I get to go to Idaho, not next week, but the week after to speak to women in prison. And I meet cool people. People reach out to me all the time with family members and others that either have been through this or are going through it. And they're like, Hey, I really appreciated your story. It was inspiring to me. And then they tell me their story, which is so much more inspiring, right? Like, I hear these really, you know, because you like to share stories and it changes your life. And so, yeah, I feel like my purpose is to just connect people to the beauty, you know, people out here that maybe haven't had that experience to people that have struggled so deeply and we're all the same, that humanity when we come together is so beautiful. So
0: that's a little
1: bit of what I'm doing. Since we last had Portia on the show, I
0: actually got to go spend some time with her. She was in Arizona to speak, and when I arrived a little early at the church, she was there too. We hung out and talked before her fireside and have talked a lot since. I just love her and her husband so much. They truly are just such good people.
1: Let me just tell you before I tell you all that story. You're my husband's favorite person cause like tonight I was like, Hey, I'm going to be talking to Chelsea. And he's cause it's kind of like, you know, and we're talking and I, and I've been busy all day and he's like, I wanted to hang out with you. And I said, well, I'm going to go talk to Chelsea. He's like, Oh, well I love Chelsea. You can go talk to her. Oh, <laughs> you have a fan. You have a fan. He loves your podcast and he loves you. Cause he got to meet you in Arizona. I know. So I love
0: him too. Yeah.
1: Uh, he's the I best. I tried to
0: convince you guys, him to let me take you guys to McDonald's and he's like, <laughs> I really have to go. And I'm like, I could take you out to eat like I can probably afford McDonald's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you know, I loved Arizona. I loved the people I met when I came. Um, that word, the steak that I spoke to, I seriously just didn't want to leave. Like, I want to go back. I love them. So I feel like Arizona is my next place. Like, I need to get there. For one, I love the sun. <laughs> yes, it never leaves. <laughs> I know. I want to be there. So we're, we'll be coming I out.
0: I, for one, really hope she does. Spending time with Portia is cleansing for my soul. So in other news, Portia actually moved since we last spoke.
1: So as far as our move, um, I don't know. you probably read parts of my book or whatever, but I have a really good friend that came out to visit me when I was in prison. And she and I have been friends for 20 years. And she's like my ride or die. That's the title of that chapter in my book is ride or die. And so she was going through a hard time and she's amazing. And she supported me through all my hard stuff. And she was going to be gone for quite a while. And she's like, come stay here. And it was about the time that we needed to move. So we're living in her house, which happens to be a beautiful home on the lake. She's not here right now, but she's going to be coming back soon. She travels a lot. so And it's giant and her kids are all gone. So we have a way nicer house. And right now we have not a lot of responsibility, which is so good for my schedule. And I don't know when we're going to buy or where we're going to land. We're kind of (laughs) transient. So that's what's up. I'll be
0: praying for Arizona.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, we have a beautiful view of the lake and we're the kind of people that will make the best of wherever we go, but I like the sun more than anything. So there's a big draw with Arizona. (laughs) Well, I still have so much love for Utah too. I just yeah, I wish I had more hours in the day. Cause I feel like I have so many cool opportunities and how I would have never thought, here's the thing. Like before I went to prison, I was so broken and devastated and scared. It was like, it just seemed impossible that my life would ever be okay again. During prison, I felt many times like I've failed so deeply. There's no hope for me. And my life is more beautiful than it's ever been in my life. I mean, To me, that's, you know, I look back and I think if I could have just told myself that was going through all that hard stuff, how good it was going to get. And I think because I've experienced that, I just want to wrap my arms around everyone and say, whatever you're going through, I promise it's going to get better. Don't think this is forever because as, as I just felt hopeless, there were lots of times where I felt so hopeless. It's never hopeless. Even the hardest thing you're going through has seeds of just total beauty in it as it grows, you know? So it's been a lesson for me. And if that's the case, then that means I just only have more to look forward to, you know?
0: So what do you do when life is hard? Because now it's not hard, like you're in prison hard, right? But now you have like other hard things. It just seems like life's not really going to get easy is what I'm figuring out. So like, what (laughs) do you do to stay so happy?
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm not always happy. I, uh, yeah, no, not always happy. And I think what I do, one thing that is helpful for me is that And this, I did learn in prison that every day ends like it ends, you know? So no matter how hard that day was, there's hope that tomorrow's going to be better. (laughs) Like it's a new day, you know? So I try to try to look at the day and say, as hard as this day was, like, it's a fresh beginning tomorrow. And I try to put this day to bed and start over. Um, I ask myself questions. I mean, I recently started feeling a little off and. I was struggling with something and I asked my husband, I asked myself, we were driving and I said, I wonder if I'm not, you know, and I brought up all these behaviors that I thought I was struggling with. And then I, so I'm talking to myself about it. And then, Cause Chad knows better than to answer when I'm talking to myself, <laughs> you know, and then I look at him and I said, I, I'm concerned about myself right now. What do you think? And he goes, I think it's valid that you should take a look at that. And I was like, okay, you know, he's pretty laid back, but um yeah he so has
0: to be he has to be
1: oh my heck he has to be I know people say that they're like he's not really loud and when they, they when they haven't met him you're the louder one right I said I am the louder one for sure <laughs> yeah I I ask myself those questions like are you doing okay here's something that I've learned and for me especially right now because I'm so busy like I don't like saying no you know, if somebody wants me to come speak to something or go serve in some way or write a letter to someone that's in prison, I just want to do it all. But I'm learning that if I'm not saying no to them, I'm saying no to my family, right? Like it's a no to someone or to myself. So it's like every time I say no to someone else, I'm saying yes to me and yes to my kids. So, I mean, I I have to reframe things and say you know me it's not always the kindest thing to say yes to everyone else because I, i'm saying no to my family and so just try to you know try to stay balanced but i get off kilter all the time i had a few days last week where i was like oh, i go to the temple too that helps <laughs> i try that <laughs> yeah. i put that day to bed i do man i the groundhog day thing in prison was very real every day you would get a new chance the next day to do this exact same day the next day and do it right. You're like, well, I screwed this up and this. So I'm going to put this day to bed and we'll get a whole nother rerun tomorrow. (laughs) She had mentioned
0: kids and her family and I actually had forgotten. So
1: I asked, do you still have kids with you? We have our youngest CJ, she's 15 and we have grandkids. So we get to see them, but yeah, I mean, some of our kids are like 20, 22. So they're kind of just figuring life out, you know, So, we don't see them that often because at that age, they're just doing their thing until they settle down and get married. Then you see them more. (laughs) But we get together. Thanksgiving was awesome. So, I don't know if you saw, but Brandon, my friend, he came over for Thanksgiving. Brandon has this story of, I mean, he was literally put in the system when he was eight, like his whole life. So, what happens in California or did back then, if they didn't have foster care and your parents were struggling with drugs, they could put you in. The juvenile system because they didn't have anywhere to house you. So, like, even not making any mistakes, you're eight years old and you're in there with kids up to 18, right? And they're kids yeah. that have committed crimes. So, he lived in that environment until he was 16. He got out, he got into some trouble. They put him back. I mean, you kind of would at that point. That's like how you, you've been, you know, you didn't even know how yeah, to act in the no way out choice. here, right? And so, he ended up back in basically, he spent 16 years, even when they finally let him out. He said, I just went and committed a crime so I could go back because that was my house. Like, I didn't even know how to act out here. But during all that time, he went and stayed with an uncle for a little while, who was a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And he was baptized, but his uncle started drinking and lost him again. So he went back into the system. Mm -hmm. So he was baptized, but he didn't know much about the church. And then Years later, when he got out of prison and kind of got away from that life, he got a job working as a cook and some missionaries came in and he said, Hey, he was like covered in tattoos and everything from prison, all the prison tattoos. And he said, Hey, I used to be a member of that church. And the guy said, you're still a member of our church. He's like, you should come to church. (laughs) He's like, you weren't just once you're always a member. And so he started going to church. Well, he ends up getting active. And then he finds his birth mom. And he baptizes his birth mom which is so beautiful to me and now like i i met him and invited him over because he just moved to utah doesn't know anyone i said come over for thanksgiving so he came over and then he went with me recently into the detention center to speak to boys and they loved him because he's like he can just speak their language you know
0: yes that is what i'm talking that is the <laughs> jesus that i worship that yes. is the jesus that i know is real and why i stay
1: Yeah, that's why you stay. But the thing is, you have such a beautiful spirit, and you haven't been tainted by all that crazy stuff. But because you love the people that have, you have the ability to take somebody that's been through all that hard stuff, and love them and believe in them. And it's so empowering for them. And just like me, when I see you, I'm like, you just look so untainted by the world. And I've walked through some hard things, right? (laughs) And it makes me so happy to see that light in you that isn't. And then when we make that connection, it's like it's beautiful, you know. Yeah, it's like a bridge. Love. It's like yes, everyone coming together as a bridge. To yes, that's right. <laughs> it's a bridge. So a okay, yeah. I have
0: to ask you another question. Are you yes. still wearing the same outfit every day?
1: Oh girl, I am. It's for so ever, funny. For but... the rest of your life. Well, I have a winter outfit and a summer outfit because it gets cold in the, you know. But no, I have to tell you the funniest thing. So, I have two pair of the exact same pants that, like, I had one pair my sister gave me as a hand-me-down, wearing it every day. And Chad, the kindest thing he could ever do, was found one on eBay the exact same for me, so that when I can wash the one, the next, I just got my third pair. I had to search have for those the exact same one they're older so you can't just buy them you know but i feel more comfortable they're they're stretchy they're warm they're they're everything and they're a little bit casual you know it's perfect i
0: love you so much i have
1: like three things that i wear okay (laughs) yeah no i do still wear the black shirt and i have a pair of they're kind of red stretchy pants and gray stretchy pants I was just wearing, I have two pair of red and one pair of gray. And I had to get the gray because red just doesn't match everything. And sometimes, well, the reason it, because I started going out more and people are like, gee, she wears that same outfit. So I just bought the same pants in a different color. You know, (laughs) usually I just tell people straight up, I'm like, expect to see me in the same clothes. I was at the treatment center and one of the girls there, she said, you know, Portia, when I first met you, you told me you wear the same clothes every day. And I thought you were just being humble. (laughs) She said, but no, it's true. I've been here because she was there for a while. She goes, I've been here for nine months and you always wear the same clothes. I was like, I told you. So anyway, yeah, I'm a mess. But other than that, everything's I great. It.
0: I really like it because less laundry and less decisions. Oh. I've learned when like I'm depressed, decisions mm-hmm. are really hard to make and laundry is right. hard to do. So mm-hmm. oh. I decided for, I haven't figured out the laundry situation yet, <laughs> <laughs> but I've decided I'm gonna cook the same five meals every, because I'll know how much my groceries are. So I make oh, Monday, I love I'll it. usually do like taco, or like Taco Bell or McDonald's on Monday because my kids have a lot of things on Monday. Tuesday, mm-hmm. Taco Tuesday, Wednesday, hamburgers, <laughs> Thursday, pasta and salad. And then Friday is chicken and mac and cheese. And then the weekend my husband cooks cause he's a good cook.
1: <laughs> Chelsea, you have just created my prison menu right there. <laughs> my poor kids <laughs> tuesday taco day wednesday hamburger day friday uh, thursday chicken day friday fish day like we just had the same thing every <laughs> and you know how great it was it was so amazing great. so i've been rubbing I'm off on you we should start a whole like program and we'll just call it like the what, what should we call lifestyle it? lifestyle outside yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, yeah when i prison- crossed my hair oh. with
0: the socks and then you sent me a thing saying that's how we did it in prison i was like oh winning.
1: (laughs) I've had people tell me I make prison sound charming. It's really not that charming. You're charming. uh, That you make it charming. (laughs) I really
0: do. I'm like, that sounds really
1: relaxing and nice. There are positives about it, but I mean, you can make the best of anything, but I do think that life is too busy out here. I do. It's just, I mean, and I do things that I love and I'm passionate about, but I don't read like I used to read. It's harder for me to get that time to meditate. There's things that are harder out here for sure. So I
0: interviewed you, you were working at a recovery facility. And then by the time I put the episode out, you weren't working there anymore.
1: Did you go back to work there again? (laughs) Yes. Okay. So I was working at Renew Wellness and then I stepped back for a few months. Just, I was so busy. And then I went to work at Utah Family Therapy and now I work at Renew Wellness and Utah Family Therapy. (laughs) So I just added, but I'm busy a lot of evenings, but it's okay. Like I, I do what I love and for new wellness, is my way to go back to prison. I mean, it, it's not, it's not the exact same, but there's a lot, the same vibe of that spirit that I loved in prison, which is people that are struggling and trying to change their lives. And it's a women's only, which is, you know, in prison, I was with women and there's just like, I don't know. I love, I love the, the vibe and the spirit that we have there And so my heart is there. I wrote my book working there at night, like graveyard shifts, you know, and telling my stories to the girls. I love the women. I love the work. And then at Utah Family Therapy, it's like I get to mentor people with different problems with like anxiety and, and, um, get depression and those things. And, and you know what? I love them too. And I love that program. It's like, I just love both places. So I just have to be there. It's so good for me mentally. I learned so much every time I go into a group like that and I listen to other people's struggles, it's like, I learned so much from them. It's just, it's the right place for me. So. You're just yeah. such a beautiful
0: person. Every time I talk to you, I just, I just need huh. to come be your daughter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are, we love you.
0: <laughs> ah, My prediction of loving a person more after you get to know them is proving to be true. The first conversation I have with a person is always amazing. And the second conversation I've had with each person so far, my heart is going to explode with love. Do you feel it too? And with that, I asked the last question. How has your white picket fence changed since we last
1: talked? I think that my white picket fence has gotten bigger. Like the borders have grown and... I told my husband this. I said, even when I think back to like three months ago, like I, I think this is true for everyone. You think you haven't changed, but then you think back to an event and I'm like, and it's like you were just saying, I feel so much more confident and happier today than I did three months ago. So when I think back to a specific conversation or whatever, so I would say that my white picket fence has grown, like my borders have gotten bigger, my bandwidth has grown. And I thought that it was great when you and I talked, but it's grown. I've met more people and I've had all these beautiful experiences with my kids. Some hard, like sometimes it's hard. I'm not going to lie. Like my 20 year old doesn't like me very much, but that's okay. Like I know that's kind of a mom daughter thing. She'll come back around, you know, you just keep praying for her, (laughs) but, um, but she's beautiful and she's amazing and she'll figure it out. And I love her. So, and she loves me. She just has to, you know, has to have some time. So. So I think it's changed that it's grown. I've moved. So my location is different, but yeah, my my fence has grown.
0: And that's the update from Beyond the Picket Fence. If this was your favorite episode of the season, copy the link from the show notes and share it right now with someone you love. Do it. Alrighty. That's all for today. Happy holidays. And we'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) Happy holidays.